All right, hello. Welcome to Adventures in Lollygagging and Infinite Monkey Tales. Thank you so much for the raid. Perfect timing as we're just getting started uh, on our One Ring adventure today. Uh, continuing our campaign as we continually try to wake up Angmar, but they're just, just won't wake up. Just like, wake up. Just continuing to sleep. But uh, but yeah, uh, how was your game today? Hopefully, uh, hopefully you all had a good time. The players have been... They've been concerned. They don't know what to do. And then I successfully distracted them in the lead up to going live so that they couldn't talk about what they wanted to do before we went live. So they have to now talk about it on stream. So that was your plan. I'm all about getting that content, you know? I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's a really cool, like, I like their, I like that sliding monkey oh, yeah. emote. Slide there. to the right. That's oh, yeah, pretty that's cool. cool. I like that. Very, very cool. Uh, all right, so uh, so yeah, One Ring Second Edition. Continuing it today, we got we've been doing our Waking of Angmar campaign for a while. We got our trio of four uh, adventurers and our fellowship. Uh, why don't we meet them? Tell us a little bit about your character, uh, and then we'll start up. So, uh, Floyd, go right ahead. That's me. I'm playing a dwarf, our stout little battle axe warrior, uh, having a little run around with this doom of look at this name. Doom of uh, Nenuiel. That is the name for the lake, I believe, in Sindarin. I think that's the name. Yeah, it looks like I'm pretty healthy still. No, no, no wounds so far. No treasure either. So, still looking for that. That's fair. You are a treasure hunter. Uh, <laughs> not a lot of treasure hunting going on. There is some treasure to be found where you're at, though. In the in this general area, the Shadow Islets that you see, uh, that picture is from the new Ruins of the Lost Realm uh, PDF that came out recently. Uh, so there is some potential stuff to find. Uh, uh, and it's you just were infected with pox. Yeah. Were you hiding underneath a boat last time while this giant... I was. I was told to hide by Gilly, and I just quickly flipped it over myself. And you flipped over and hid underneath this thing? Okay. Uh, speaking of Gilly, uh, nearly killed Gilly last time. So, Gilly, uh, tell us about your character for the last time. Oh, God. Uh, I'm playing Gilly Cattlegrass. Um, I have had numerous brushes with death. Uh, I almost, once upon a time, fell into, like, a troll cave. Almost died. Um, and then I almost got eaten by you know that horrible horrible creature um and thankfully floy saved me so i'm currently sitting with just six endurance um i am weary and i'm wounded for the next four days um and we're on an island with like two pretty bad guys who want to kill us so that's wow great they're right Maybe. here you're calling them that. <laughs> Floyd and Arabon are right here. They can hear you. <laughs> so rude. Okay. I think you'll be fine. I think you'll be fine. Right? It'll be okay. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, next up, we've got Arineal. Uh Arineal, tell us about yourself. Uh, yeah. So Arineal is our champion ranger of the north. Um, also weary. Um, just 11 endurance left. Um, she was quite um, saddened by the story that was being told by one of the two things that was trying to hurt us on this here island that we find ourselves on. Um, and that skinning knife she took is yet to show its usefulness, this uh, adventuring phase. 
You should have stayed with the snowshoes. Those were so useful last time. <laughs> so it should useful. have gone with the fishing net. I didn't see chat early enough. That would have fishing net would have been good. Go. Uh, water skis, I think, could have been very useful <laughs> The here. thing about snowshoes compared to a knife is that snowshoes have multiple uses. A knife only has one use. Just the one. You can't yeah. use it for more than one well, thing. Well, I mean, you can stab in slash with it, I suppose. That's, that's sort of <laughs> that true. That is true. And you know would have been really good. Uh, floaters. Those would have been nice. Little, <laughs> little floaties, yeah. Those could have been great. Um, the old floaties. What would they even make those out of? Just like leather? Like some 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 intestine. Yeah, some intestine of an animal is probably what it would be. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, just like they make them today at Leslie's Pool and Spa. <laughs> <laughs> this, this session brought to you by Leslie's Pool and Spa. <laughs> if you if you enter code Lollygagger, you'll get your you'll get twenty five percent off your intestine your animal floaties. intestine floaties. Uh, and then finally, we've got Erebon. Uh, Steven, uh, who I killed twice last night, uh, tell us about your character. Erebon is an elf of Linden, uh, a exile, somewhat self-imposed, somewhat not, and a warden of the fields of Fornost. Oh, we have a joke in chat. They would be <laughs> floiters if I got the floiters. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, shall we get started so that you all can discuss what you want to do? Uh, let me see. What do I want to do? Got to do some. Get a little. Get a little summary music going. What do I want to do? So I like this one for where we're at right now. All right. So last time, you've been stranded on an islet in the middle of Lake Evendim, also known as Nainuial. Uh This followed an attack. By the doom of Nainuial, which you all brought here, of course. Um, and uh, hey, Eric, thank you so much. Uh, appreciate you saying that. It's very kind of you. Um, so yeah, you've you've all been stranded here, uh, and your boat was sort of damaged while getting attacked by this this large, like ancient creature. Now it's interesting because it's called a nameless thing, but it has sort of a name. But that's more of like just what legend or rumor folklore is calling it um now you managed to get to one of these then these five islets in the center of lake even dim floy and gilly and then your guide mudan uh, you began trying to rebuild the boat while on the shore whereas irineal and Erebon decided to explore the inner portions of the island so they went in and kind of explored it some more uh, the two of you found these old ruins uh several of them actually overtaken by time nature etc um and a dead body, not nearly as old as these ruins, uh, that was on a crumbling stone pavilion. Uh, as you two were trying to remove the body uh, to give it, you know, rights of some kind, a wraith manifested, and you all fought it. Uh, and by fought it, I mean it just wrecked you guys. Uh, mm -hmm. Now, the whole while while I was fighting you, it was wailing about loneliness, betrayal, grief, etc., and you eventually had a flee. So both of you fled. On the beach, while you were repairing the boats, Floy and Gilly, I think it was Gilly who actually noticed this this splashing in the water, and all of a sudden, out of the mist, out of the water, this creature appeared. Because this is a lake monster, but it's not just a pure fish. It has, like, these giant, massive, like, clawed arms, and it kind of came up on shore and was sniffing around, looking you were hiding. It sniffed, like, right, right on the boat that Floy was hiding under and somehow didn't smell you. It must be all the shower and cleaning you did when you were on your fellowship phase. Um, now, 
the chase ensued as it kind of tried to chase down Mudan and Gilly and nearly killed Gilly until Floyd managed to lure it away down this narrow cliffside path, which caused it to kind of fall back down into the waters. Not dead, uh, but it's out of the picture currently. Uh, a little bit later, you all reunited and the sun was setting, but the wraith returned. And this time it was actually mobile. It wasn't just localized to that pavilion. And it seemed to be drawn to a renial. Uh, and it didn't fight, but it was just continually wailing about loneliness. And um, it started to talk more, kind of get, you, you asked it questions. You kind of kept your distance, but still asked questions. It talked about how it was a steward uh, to like noble Arner families that embodied the lake or embodied, excuse me, that inhabited the island, islands of the lake, how it failed somehow, how they all died, how the, the creature took them one by one, but left him alone. Uh, and sort of eventually he kind of died and, he gave you his name, Evorian, and he revealed a secret that he was recently visited by a man from Eskerdale uh, who promised to bring others to the islet uh, to kind of cure his loneliness in exchange for this cursed trinket uh, from the ruins here that is said to cause sickness and rot. And this man was named Reinald, who you all know. So uh, we'll pick it up there. You're welcome to talk. Uh, if you, I know you all wanted to talk about what you want to do here. If you want to talk it out in front of him in character, fine. If you want to talk about it out of character, that's fine too. It's whatever you prefer. What do you want to do? Well, we're stuck on this island for a while. Get Gilly injuries to heal up. This boat needs to be repaired. So we're stuck right. here. What do you do about this wraith as you all you got, this is this is where we're starting. You're starting on the slopes going up to the deeper parts of the island where these the the ruined platform or pavilions and stuff where this wraith is still here and just revealed this name Rhino. That's exactly where we're picking up. It's yeah. nighttime. It's and he's you guys still reaching are, out for a Reniel space. <gasps> yeah. And Arabon was right behind him spirit the ready. So what do you guys want to do? I suggest we flee from it if it's not immediately hostile. I mean, he's just gonna follow. He did an island earlier. I mean, he, well, he didn't find us. I would say that. I mean, so, but it's not like he stays in one place. He wanders everywhere he's looking. Arniel, you would also know specifically it's nighttime now. Uh, whereas when you and Erebon encountered him, mm-hmm. uh, the sun was still up, but you were just in sort of a darkened area of the ruins and like the inner sort of woods vegetation area. So it might have something to do with that. There's a lot of wraiths that have trouble um, in sunlight. So I, I guess Sir Obernio would say, I, 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 is there any way that we could, we don't, we don't want to kill you. But if you continue to come after us, we, we may be forced to. So I'm trying to find a, a way of kind of talking with him. You, we aren't your payment. Rhino you, should be your payment. You cannot kill me. I, I am already cursed. If you strike me down, I will return. On the morrow, we can bring Reinald to you, but we have to be able to get off this island first. I, as betrayer, why would I want him? He was supposed to 
bring me others so that I would not be alone. You all can stay with me here. I, I will protect you from the creature as best I can. Reinald had, I, I fear Reinald had no intention of bringing anyone back here. He speaks frequently of the, the dangers that are, are out here, and he only wanted that trinket to be able to kill off the one in charge so that he could take power. He did not negotiate with you in good faith. But you, you are all here. Happenstance, fate has smiled upon me. I have a second chance. You all. How, how could you protect us from the creature? If you stay amongst the inner ruins, the creature will not go past. I tried to warn the other, but he fled from me. And only when he returned with wounds given to him by the creature did he finally fall. The one, the two of you tried to take from me. Oh, that body that you guys found? <laughs> yeah, he's, he, so he's, he claims he's not responsible for it. That he tried to stop, to try to help the guy, but he, he ran. And then the creature attacked him and only, and came back when it was too late. Which makes sense, because you guys found creature wounds on him, or at least that's mm -hmm. what it looked like. Um, not sure how we allied with the wraith, but it is the lesser of the two evils we're faced between. I cannot help you if you leave, which means you must stay. I get a second opportunity to demonstrate my quality. I failed so many years ago. The families of the nobles who put me in charge of their stands. I failed them, but I will not fail you. You shall live amongst the trees. You can rebuild. There is stone and wood, and there is game. And when you pass, I, I, I can ensure that you stay here forever with me. So was, was there a, a, a danger that befell the other families that you were in charge of protecting? Well, he already told you that they were, they were killed by the creature. Yeah. We are, this creature here is something beyond what we have seen in other places, but the reason for our travels such as they have been is that there are other things in the world that bring danger to other families, and we are trying to make it so that other people don't feel the sorrow that you do. 
that we are able to take out these other creatures. That is why we would like to be able to leave. No, no you must stay. You must stay. You must stay here. I cannot fail again. The shame, the guilt, it's just too great. No, no, no. You will stay here. I will look over you and you will, you will, you will join my company. Yes, yes. And I will show your Ancestors, I am not a complete failure. Yes. Yes. Can I try to do like an enhearten? Uh, so what's your goal? Trying to put him at ease a bit. So that we can maybe like reach out to him more in the sense of like we have our own goal that we can't fail mm. and if we stayed here we would be failing that I don't think you're going to get to him that way um, no okay I mean like you can see that so I was thinking the other direction of like he's he's sorrow filled so trying to ease some of that right so like the question is is like is if your goal, like you're, you can definitely get from him the uh, the notion that he is sort of tied to this place because of like his guilt, his shame, his 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 failure. Like that has how he became a wraith. Like it wasn't like somebody cast a spell. It's just like he was so driven by that, and he has never been able to let go of that. And his entire existence, these hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years inhabiting this island in this form, has been driven by this sense of of sorrow and shame and guilt. Like. It, I mean, you would probably know, Arunil, to some degree, like, it's not as though someone just, like, waved a hand and caused him to be a wraith. He is as much responsible for his current state as anything or anyone. Like, his, like, it's it's his anguish and sort of the, uh, the existence post, you know, the original attack of the doom back on, back in Arner's day that likely kind of drove him to this so i mean it's possible you could reach him and sort of sever that or, or get him to to realize that he is not like as at fault as he gives himself credit for but i think i would probably say we would have to shift into a council for that i don't that's think it's going to be a one roll thing yeah that's what i was hoping for within heart and is, yeah. is trying to go in that direction um of okay i think insurance Okay, so I think what we should do is you can roll in Harton, and we'll do that as sort of like the starting point to sort of set difficulty and everything. So roll that, because I do think you're probably the best person considering the helm you wear in your lineage, because you are of this lineage, whereas nobody else here is. Um, so you can do that. Uh, and don't forget that um, you've got hope and stuff that you can sort of pull from if you need to. Yeah, I don't know that either... Bold or swift is really going to help me here, but I am going to take one of the um, leftover d6s that we have because I am weary. So from the audience, okay, yeah, yeah that's fine. Yeah, we had four yeah. leftovers. You so. can also get help from whoever you're. All right, that's is. a failure. Damn. All right. Um, so what is it you say, knowing that you that you failed uh, on this, that, that kind of opening? 
establishment because um, this, this is we're just setting resistance. You're just kind of doing the, yeah, the starting roll. Can we say that it was sort of a like I'm 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 trying to think. I'm trying to to move quickly, and so I I go just for a basic platitude of just like, mm-hmm. oh, you're being too hard on yourself. Like there's not a lot of depth to it. It's just sort of a. Okay, so, so is your goal is your goal to try to like relieve him of his guilt and his shame? Is that yes. is that your goal? Okay, yes. so I think I'm gonna set that at a difficulty of six. It's not impossible. I don't think it's necessarily easy. Um, so I'm gonna put it in the middle. Um, so that's the, that's the that's where we're at. You failed the introduction roll, so the time limit is equal to the resistance of the council. So it's gonna be of a time limit of six. So it's what you need the resistance is is six the time limit is also six um however here's the big thing is if you fail the council doesn't you don't just fail the council it's going to end in disaster it's meaning something horrible could potentially happen and you've seen what this 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 guy can do so with that in mind uh we'll start the we'll start this and anybody can kind of engage and try to convince him of whatever it is you would like to convince him. So what is that? Um, could I do like a lore roll and kind of reach out to him more on the effect that would it be lore where it's not so much he was at fault, but it's the doom that's that's the true sort of um yeah that evil, that you I can i mean making that case is perfectly fine but i think that's persuade persuade yeah it's because you're not it's lore is more of like a knowledge do you know this information or don't you as opposed to Got like it, okay. you're using okay. it to convince somebody else using it arming it is i think where persuade Got comes it. in yeah that makes more sense so i'll give you that info for free it's just a roll the persuade let's see do we have any bonus dice left, Mel? Oh yeah, we've got uh, four. Okay, because I'm weary. And we're also re- refilled on. Um, this fellowship. isn't combat. It's not oh, combat. Right. Yeah. Until you guys switch and pick a new um, a new patron, that's that's what you have. Yeah. Can I get two dice? Mm-hmm. This is important. Great okay, awesome. there you go. Uh, so what do you say, knowing that you had a great success? Like, what is something you said? Um, Gilly will just mention that, you know, we, uh, y- you, ca- you carry about yourself like you're a strong, capable warrior, and your people obviously trusted you. But, but creatures like the Doom, they're ancient and... As as a man, that's that's horrible to try and, and put yourself up against that. Don't hold that against yourself. But it, I wasn't trusted against all dangers, mundane, ancient sorcery, and matters not. They put their faith. And me to protect their families. To protect their land. And I, I, I failed. The doom 
was merely one instrument. It could be any. It was I, 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 I. I could have fought harder. I could have fallen to it. There is nobility in death to that creature if it would have saved some who lived amongst these once beautiful homes. But I did not. I did not. Uh, who wants to go next? Uh, Erebon will do his trademark, uh, breaking into song during council uh he will start singing a very somber song uh it's an elven song but he's translating it into western uh so because he doesn't know if the wraith would speak elven or not Uh, and it's about the long defeat of the elves and that the longer a soul lingers in the world the more worn and weary it becomes And this is obviously with the intention of getting the Wraith to realize that he's lingered so long that it's hurting him more than anything. And uh, I will take a we'll take two bonus dice on this. Okay. Okay. Thanks to you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, Thank you very much. Oh, there's a Gandalf. Got the Gandalf anyways. All right. Okay. He needed that though. (laughs) Actually, I think anything would have. Possibly got yeah, I got the Gandalf as a success. All right, cool. Um, and so you do this like through song, you said? Like this is like Yeah, yeah. Singing a song. It it would be an elven song that I translated mm-hmm. into the common tongue. Uh just you know, trying to heal through song. That's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think it's fair. I think song is perfectly fair to use. And you've used it before, and as you finish like singing it maybe in first the elvish and then like kind of translating what it says he you know spins around and and he is up until up until recently has kind of looked at you with a great sense of anger like kind of called you liar like etc and you know with you saying this he, he kind of he wheels around on you like still dragging that ancient sword in the ground and he says there is beauty in your words. Perhaps, perhaps there is wisdom as well, elf. But, alas, alas, it changes not. I am tethered here. I am alone. And he just sort of like drifts off. Um, but you can tell he doesn't have that same kind of anger. Um, like when you look at his face, you, you can almost see like bits of like the human kind of coming back. And, the, and it's got that kind of that ethereal quality where it's like part like physical skull of undead. And as like he softens and the anger, you know, fl- you know, flushes from him, you can see more of the human that kind of long face kind of pronounced nose who is next <laughs> thanks Stanley <laughs> new inhaler uh, and you guys are at three resilience uh, four left on the time limit for the council 
I'll give him a quick word. We'll do. I mean, it's probably persuade. It's the best I got. Okay. Go for it. I'll roll first. See what happens. We have any dice? eight dice. If you would like to add any, or any mm. hope or anything. I'll take two. Okay. No. All right, Mister Boy One. If you would have taken three, that would have been a pass. <laughs> All right. Uh, so what is it you say, knowing that like it didn't quite work? Like what what misstep did Floyd possibly make here? What do you think? I was originally going to say you being bound here is beyond your duty. The family protected has moved on, and they will not fully rest while you're still here kind of looks at you and face sort of begins to twist in sort of this pain and he just kind of whirls Dorf! what would you know Havana oaths do not disappear with convenience once made the vow is forever Three resilience, three time limit left. <laughs> uh, Radio will ask him um, of those that that you lost. Were were they your close family? I I had no family. I. I was teacher. I was guardian. I I watched the little ones of those more noble than I. That was my that was my duty in life, and I failed at my duty. I deserve no family. I deserve no one. Hmm. I was hoping for someone. Hmm. Uh, You just asked if he had family, so he answered your question. Yeah, I was hoping that there was like a love of his life or something to mm. I'm going to do another in Harton sure um, and I guess we'll see by the outcome how I'll play it okay uh, this weary things it's rough huh rough. yes it is I'm going to take two Come on. You got this. Oh. Ooh, oh skin in the teeth. Wow. I saw all those ones and got nervous. I know. I did too. I was like, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to attack you guys. Okay. Um, okay. What do you say? 
to focus on just all of the like all of those that he had worked so hard to protect all of those years and what future they would want for him and that they would they have kind thoughts of him in what he did uh, throughout his life and all of those people would want him to be at peace and want him to look back fondly on what he did um, and kind of trying to call up all of the you know positive things that they had ever said about him and, and all of the care that he kind of had gotten back um, and kind of what all the multitude of all of those people would want for him um, to be at peace and look back pleasantly on how he had been in life. I remember when I, when I took young Talison on to the waters and first taught in the fish. That was the day I still remember. So many of the memories have fled and just the shame remains but that one I remember still <laughs> oh <laughs> he begins to sort of weep again to resistance to time oh god balanced on a knife edge between what do you got, Gilly? Erebon's not much you. of a talker. Um, Gilly's gonna do... She's just gonna build up on the Inhearten roll, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, I am going to spend a hope uh, to uh, touch into my true-hearted distinctive feature. Um, and if I could have a dice, please, Mo. Do we have... And I'm gonna rip it. Yep. Weary, wounded. <gasps> oh no! <gasps> yeah. What is it you say that goes so wrong? Um. What do I say that just goes so wrong? I think what Gilly does is she trips up on the, the importance of this actual physical place to him, and implies. Wouldn't you rather just join them than stay here? And he just, just like turns and, and wails on you. They would not have me. I have no right to join them. What know you of honor and dignity, the glory of honor of those who are here? I would not sully them with my presence. One time left. One chance. Oh, God. Two successes required. I'm not sure. I think some of can some of you do magical successes to automatically. That's get, what like, Melissa just said. But magical success, I think that's only one success. Yeah. Yeah. 
I can't remember if you do that after. Do you do it? I can't remember. Did you do it after or before you roll? Um, like, do you choose? Is it you bef- just, before you roll? You just say I pass. You spend a point of hope to achieve a magical success on a skill roll. That's all it says. Oh, um, uh, mine well, I... says you can spend one hope before a skill roll to automatically pass your action, regardless of target number. Okay, so magical success. Player heroes possessing a magical talent or artifact can spend one point of hope before a skill roll to achieve a magical success. That is to pass their action automatically. That's the one that you're talking about, Kili. But Erebon, you have a specific cultural virtue, I believe, right? The yeah, el- that's the that's what I just read. Virtue. If you are yeah. not miserable, you can spend one point of hope to achieve a magical success on a skill roll. Okay. I think it's probably the same thing. It's just one is described a little differently. Yeah. So I think I still think it would give you only the one. So yeah, you need two. Would I be able to use lore to try and convince him that if he like emotionally healed himself, that is a way Wraith could be at peace? So I still think the action of persuading is still a persuade roll. I'll let you roll lower, but I'll, I'll I'm going to drop a penalty. I'm going to drop a penalty die on it just because I feel like if you're using like pure lore without trying to appeal to like pathos at the same time, then I feel like there's the ten- there might be. I just want to like open up an encyclopedia yeah. that says how to cure race. <laughs> exactly right, <laughs> right. That's what it feels like to me. That's that's my concern. Is that like I I feel like it lacks the emotional thing if you go too pure lore with it. So can I um, uh, can I try battle? And you can say no, but I'm trying to no. think. <laughs> um, like it's similar. Like it, it's similar, so it might still be a persuade. But I'm trying to like, with battle, think of like a story in which, like, because he, he keeps talking about honor. Mm-hmm. So like, there are always battles where a a leader in that battle is still considered to have been heroic, and it's not that you're not heroic just because you lost some soldiers in the course of the battle. So like, I'm kind of going in that like military analogy kind of way. So like almost like how the song is like, you know, kind of telling a story. So kind of telling a story of a battle and like someone that is viewed as being. Could I use Lord to tell the story of a battle uh, where someone honorable was able to exactly what a will say. (laughs) <laughs> okay don't forget that you all can assist each other by the way like that yeah. is a pause like you can do that so like it sounds like you're you're, you're going towards a, a path that you want to use so you all work out who's who's rolling who's assisting and then and then so we'll, we'll to get play very meta i definitely should should not Arabon could assist a Reniel, and a Reniel has her helm because i've got battle is favored for me yeah i've got two and it's a 14 i actually um well it's already favored uh having having argolip's helm having a artifact 
of our of Arnor while speaking to a spirit from Arnor <laughs> is actually going to help you even more. So I'll give you an extra bonus die. Um, I would I would normally have just given you favored uh, because of it, um, especially since you're focusing on the battle component of it. So if you do roll battle, I'll give you an extra in and you're kind of using the helm like kind of somehow as as reference to it. So I guess this yeah. comes back to the same question because the effect of Argolob's helm hmm? says it's a marvelous artifact that affects the battle skill, granting yeah. 2d6 and allows the player to achieve a magical success. So I guess this is the same question of like, can I get two successes if I roll well? Because it, it gives extra dice for rolling and allows for a magical success. So it seems like that could stack mm-hmm. if you have um, extra okay. d6s and... We'll just we'll just rule it in favor of the players. It's usually what I default to. So I'll say yes. You could use it. Uh, I'll say yes. Magical until I know until someone can tell me definitively otherwise. So if you are in chat right now, or if you you're watching this later on YouTube and you know for certain that we're playing this wrong, please let me know. Um, but we'll say that yes, you can. Is you're spending it ahead of time before the roll, so you're automatically going to get a success, but you're still going to make the roll. Okay. And okay. so I will have my normal battle, which has two. And then the helm gives 2d6. Okay. And then if Erebon is helping, then that's another dice. Well, yeah. so you get the 2d6, and then he, Jeff said you'd get another d6 because yeah. of you're talking to him. There's, so there's three. This is like a the perfect item to sort of reference in a, in a sort of battle uh, battle role to a perfect audience. So yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll give you even an extra the bonus perfect on that. Storm. Yeah, Erebon will be using his lore to just drop the dates of everything that <laughs> like giving references for everything she's talking about there's actually 11 uh, there's actually 1724 24. you can read about this in the the red book um and so the the sheet only lets me go up to well so so i had that you can just roll a d6 afterwards if you have to do any more if you fail by the way it's going to be hideous okay great success all right. So, what is it you say? Um, it's going to sound way smarter than I'm actually saying it, but I'm going to regale the you know at, at the bottle of you know. Yeah, you don't have to mention but, the specific yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. But you harken back battle, to you know Numenor of old, perhaps stuff like that um, when men and, first came over and how yeah. they had to pull themselves up once more after the. The tragedy that was Numenor and how they had to fight and persevere, things like that. Um, sure. And, and even though there there were there were lives lost that day, uh, the leaders were still welcomed with stories Protectors, of their yeah. successes. It depends on which leaders you refer to, but yeah, yeah. some of them were not. <laughs> um, okay, so he. <sighs> You see, he just like lets out this this loud and long sigh. Yes, perhaps, perhaps you are right. Perhaps he kind of like looks up towards your helm, and he kind of he 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 looks lost for a moment, like like he's like he almost like an, like an old man who's not sure where he's at. And he says, have, have you, have you come to relieve me, my lord? 
Have you come to relieve me? I... I so very much want relief. And he's just staring, lost at at Arineal as he says this, his eyes drifting up towards the helm. Can Arineal just quietly say, you... Relief is yours. And he just kind of crumbles down to the ground and like a gust of wind comes by your cloaks your hair begins to sort of fly you know kind of like drift off a bit to the west and you see almost like dirt he just sort of disassembles a bit this old rusted ancient sword flops to the ground and you can see it just nothing and you all can regain two hope. And you hear, oh. like, as the wind rushes past, thank you. Like this, like, whisper of thank you as he dissipates. is going to drop to a knee, just um, out of relief for the danger, um, but just sort of just the incredible amount of sorrow was just heavy All right. uh, and Steven thank you you found the page 21 so we were sort of we were basically doing it right. you can get you can get a higher degree of success yes good call yeah thank we played you. it right cool alright um, it is dark it is past sunset um, you now like this cold breeze sort of washed over you mist has begun to sort of settle at the lower levels of the island. Again, you are on this ramp that goes up to these ruins. You have set this tortured spirit free. You feel a surge of hope, but also terrible probable frustration. I would imagine at the fact that you, there's been this, this sort of betrayal back at Eskerdal and whether it was in, you were intentionally, uh, set up for this or if it was just opportunistic of Renal to, to sort of thrust the the blame against you hard to say um, but what do you all want to do I think we'll move towards the ruins and set up like a camp okay sure yeah and there's this I mean the, the sword on the ground you could tell it's, a, it's an old and ancient sword um, and it's when you look at it Renal you can tell it's of it, it's very it's it's definitely seen some significantly better days uh in fact looking at it now holding it in your hands like the hilt itself seems um it seems to be the only part of it that f- still feels like sturdy the blade as you kind of move it around a bit feel like looks dull you, you run your finger against it and like you almost wonder like how this was doing such damage to you and thereupon as this thing is this wretched old blade but nonetheless there's like an insignia of some kind of what likely is some you know Arnorian house um, that maybe you recognize maybe you don't um, maybe you can check Oswald's records um, something like that uh, but you head up you find a place to camp out 
Um, there are all these ruins, and so you're easy. It's very easy to take um, to take shelter. Uh, are you keeping any kind of watch? Yeah, I can watch the perimeter. Let's start as well. Okay. So, Erebon would uh, be willing to help watch too, uh, as he like does his meditation. He'll just kind of walk and kind of hum to himself in a circle. Okay. Oh, also, I would have liked to grab my helm and my short sword that I dropped in the fight with the wraith. I assume they'd still be in the same place. Oh, you go back and they're just no, no, they're there. They're there. They're it's okay. I don't need them. Yeah. Oh, I think someone threw them in the water. Okay. Both of you, uh, as you continue throughout the night, you can. You realize it's it's you're not in great safety, but with with Floy and Arabon there, um, Arabon says you should be weary. I think because you're taking on you're taking your equipment back. Is that what's happening? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And you haven't right. rested yet. And so, you'll get rest for the evening, but more than once throughout the night, all of you wake up with a start. You hear the sounds of like some sort of distant call, like like a creature howling in some way. Um, I gotta turn off the automated message. It gets sorry. Very when people don't pay attention to their character sheets. Um, I. I unequipped it. It happened as soon as I dropped it. (laughs) Steve, do I need to kill your character again? Are we able to take a prolonged rest? Or is it not safe so it's just short? I I would consider this more of a short rest just because there is a massive monster that's lurking around this this island still. So you're frequently waking up to the sound of, of like the waves the water below like this unsettled moment the the mist comes in in an eerily way you you almost hear the sounds of like something on the water from time to time so i i would say you're frequently waking up i think going prolonged it's pushing it but morning will eventually come you do feel better i would say probably you've gotten some rest there's you know your hearts are slightly more full with help um what do you all want to do We'll take New Dawn and whoever else wants to come, gather the ships a bit more inland so it's not by the shore. Get them okay. preparing that. Yeah. Mudan will go with you. Um, do dwarves, I still have four days? Though? Dwarves and Escadelians working together, <laughs> <laughs> making boats. Making Sorry. butts. Making boats. Saxons and Danes. All right. Uh, yeah, you do that. Uh, sorry, uh, sorry, Ashley, I cut you off. What were you going to say? Um, since I only got a short rest, do I, am I still wounded for four days? Uh, no, the days they still count. You don't have to okay. rest. Uh, the, it's just literally time. So okay, got it. But yeah, you are still wounded. Uh, you can count down the day though. Okay. Uh, so. I think Arabon would like to continue scouting the island. Okay. Since he got interrupted last time. Okay. Uh, so is anybody helping Floy with the boat building besides Mudan? And then is anybody helping Erebon with continuing to scout? Um, Gilly would probably sit next to where Floy and Mudan are at, but she's not really doing much. She's just going to rest. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, so Floy, make a crafting roll. You can take a plus one bonus from Mudan giving you a hand. Um, Erebon, uh, Arineal, who, who are you helping? What are you, what are you doing? 
Well, I'll go back with Erebon. Okay, so the, uh, I would say one of you, uh, both of you can make explore tests. Got a great success. Okay, uh, great success. Okay, perfect. Um, it'll take you probably, you'll probably have the boat done um, by the afternoon. Wow. Meanwhile, we're lost. <laughs> meanwhile, Erebon, it's not that you get lost so much as you just don't find anything of significance. You see... There's ruins aplenty. You see the sides of walls and columns. You see more pavilions. You definitely notice that there are there's likely several homes here at one point, decent decently sized, probably of of, of some sort of noble lineage. Um, you see like certain patches of land that that are you would imagine probably were once used as as you know, for gardens or, or small, small farms, things like that. Um, but in terms of anything of a sort of greater treasure or greater lore or anything to sort of bring back to study or to, to sell or to use, um, it's really just sort of a, a, a several hours of kind of drifting through kind of a dreary island, uh, very bleak and... I mean, it it settles on you at a certain point that like Arineal, this is you know this is this is your lineage. This is this is who you are from. Deluded, of course, uh, many generations past, but still part of part of your line. Maybe not the islands themselves, the nobility. Maybe, I mean, honestly, maybe the steward Evorian is more along the lines of what your family might have been at one point. But um, but eventually, you you make it back to the beach. Or, or at least the, sort of the the upper ridge that overlooks the beach. The creature did not attack today. Uh, and you notice that um, Floy has been able to patch together this boat. So, uh, it is just past midday. Uh, light fog, but not too heavy. You can see most of the other islands to one degree or another. There are, counting the one you're on, five in total. You have the boat... You're armed with some information. Um, you also know that there might be some kind of Dunedain contingent out here that has uh, that has suffered from who knows what. Um, what do you all want to do? And you have also promised to Mudan that you would search for his sister. Yeah, well, I was repairing the boat. Can I speak with Mudan? I want yeah. to know more about what he thinks about the race story and how Reynald has this cursed item okay so he'll say the chieftain Morven he was he was an old man yes but he was strong during winter he grew sick grew ill and it grew in stages until recently he could barely come out of his hut he would fish he would hunt still, even as recently as last autumn. But during winter, something befell him, and he grew quite ill. He is said to not have been sleeping well or eating, and he would not address us. There was talk amongst some that it was time for Demelza, or even... Reinald, to take over from him, for him to step aside, but he was not 
he would not hear it. I... I know not. If Reinhardt was... responsible. If you believe this wraith, that is... it is for you to determine. I do not know Reinhardt well. He and my sister sometimes spoke in the days before she left. They spoke often, but she would not tell me what. I followed her once in the night, and I saw them speaking by the waters in the shadows. He was urging her to do something, but I could not get closer for fear of discovery. When my sister left, I stayed behind, as did Reynold. Why, I am not sure. But he spoke with another, who I do not know. I am sorry. He has respected in the village. He has been seen by many as a rival to Demilza. Many would hope that they join as one and lead together. Demilza has resisted this. Reinhardt. I do not know if he has pursued it or not. But he he has never been cruel outwardly that I could testify to. It's a very... It's a very terrible time. My sister is gone. My chieftain is dead. One of the most respected warriors in my village may have betrayed him. And now a creature creature has come to our waters. If this is all of the terrible things that befall us, Corliss and her foretelling is accurate enough. Even if nothing more terrible happens from here until its end, our lives have changed, and with them great sadness and confusion and mistrust is as part of it as anything else could be. So I think we'll head... Well, we're able to head out now. So I don't know if there's you, anything else on these islands. Uh, you've only explored the one. So I think we have a few options. We can either try and get to one of the other islands to see if we can find any of the people who reside here or where we can go to the ruins or we go back to confront Reynald of his betrayal. Uh, if Arneal and Erebon are back, uh, Arneal would say that the, the islands here are close by, I think we should look at the other islands. The political ups and downs um, in Eskerdale 
maybe for Mudon and his people to work out themselves. It seems that if someone, and it certainly would not be us, but if someone could find that cursed artifact that Ivorian claims to have given Reinald, that may give some proof to what he has been up to of late. He has been wearing a pendant that he was given for winter festival. And that's, and and Gilly will pipe up, and you you said that's when his sickness started, right? Yes, yes. We've, We've come across artifacts and things things like that can happen especially when you wear it did he ever take it off I cannot say I do not I do not share a roof or I did not and he did not come to our gatherings as frequently as he did in the past and of late he had not come at all the wraith did say that the item, the artifacts here are infected with a great sickness. Perhaps. Do you recall who gave him this gift for the winter? I, I do not know. Perhaps it was Reynold. Perhaps it was his daughter. I know not. And as Gilly was like dozing earlier, but she's kind of listening as Floy was talking to Mudan. Um, you said he was talking to your sister a lot before she disappeared. Yes. Well, the Wraith said that he was promised a group of people here. And the hill folk were looking. Perhaps Reynold wanted her to lead them here so they would be left here. If that is so, where is she? These two have gone over the entire island and have not found her. She would be here, as would they. Well, that's what I'm saying. They're not here, so now we should look at the other four islands. They could have been stranded there. Let us go. So I'll start pushing the boat out. Hop on it. Okay. Uh, which one do you want to go to first? So you're on, uh, and I'm going to now remove the label uh, for the Bleak Cove. We're calling them on the west. Um, so there is the one to the south, uh, which is sort of that rocky cross-looking island. There's one to the north. Uh, there's one in the middle that has almost like a natural peak, like a like a lighthouse with some sort of like kind of crystal at the top. Uh, and then you can barely catch like on the like on the opposite side of the lighthouse, depending on where you're standing on the bleak cove. You can barely kind of make out as the uh, that large rocky middle island kind of obscures it. But there's another one to the east. Uh, none of them take very long to get to. Uh, it's not like like the, they're all relatively closely, you know, closely connected. Uh, so you could potentially swim it. You could also row. Like it's it's possible. So this area pretty foggy. Like, would you be able to see the terrain of the islands? So 
right now, which is just past midday, it's the warmest it's going to be, which means much of the fog and the mist has, mm-hmm. has burnt off. Um, you you remember that some of the lore that you've heard about the place is that there are some who believe that the mist here is almost supernatural in the way in which it lingers almost all the time over the yeah. normally placid lake. Uh, and really only during the hottest of the summer months does it fully kind of burn away. Uh, and it's obviously heavy, heaviest uh, in the winter and the cold. Uh, but here, it's not, it's not, it's not so bad. Like you can kind of see something. Yeah, I'm wondering if we head to the center, we'd be able to see certain landmarks or possible people. Okay. That's a, that's a good thought. That was the most interesting one to Arrhenial just because of the, um, the feature there, but it would also be high ground. Okay. And the less time we spend rowing, the better. Yeah. Okay. So you get in the boat. Climbing's going to be real hard for Gilly. You get into the boat. Uh, let me roll. Let me roll a die. You don't have to worry about it. It's nothing. <laughs> it's nothing to be concerned about. What this could potentially be. Okay. 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 As You're all right, Larusso. You're all right. Your face. Okay. <laughs> You're all right, Larusso. As you row across, um, and it's maybe a half an hour of rowing time from one island to the next, something like that, give or take. And the currents are fairly mild, uh, but the closer you get to the shores of these islands, you can tell that there's there's rocks here and there. You have to be a little bit more careful. Um, I'm not going to require any rules uh, in this case because it's you're moving at a, at a sort of a, a simple pace and you're not doing it all day. And you make it to this, this middle island. Um, when you pull up, you can tell that it's, it's much more inhospitable than the, the bleak cove to the West. Uh, you can see that there's, there's not much vegetation. There's just like this very persistent moss that you see coating some of the stone that's a little further up in a way from the water where the water laps over top. Um, and you do see that as you're kind of climbing over top of it here and there, it, it's very, very steep peaks that are moderately difficult to climb, but together you can kind of get up them. But at a certain point, you can see that just one peak ratchets up and that is going to require an athletics test uh at one one penalty die uh, if anybody wants to climb up uh i think athletics is generally a renewal so okay i'm gonna try as well all right so two of you are gonna climb uh so yeah athletics uh penalty die as it is the 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 stone itself is kind of slippery here and there and jagged uh in other places and you know that if you fall it could potentially hurt. <laughs> Would my either bold or swift distinctive feature come into play here? Uh, if you or think hope. it will. If you try it, yeah. If you, if you think it does, sure. Okay. I'll say bold. So then I will cancel out one of the... Uh... I'll cancel out the negative. Okay. I rolled a measly failure. So the two of you begin climbing. And Success. where it looks like a rineal is... Um, doing well, you can tell that Floyd picked the poor route. Uh, maybe he picked the wrong side and it's like a little slipperier. And about three quarters of the way up, Floyd, you reach for what looks like a, a little a little outcropping, like a handhold, and it breaks off. And you just go tumbling and falling. And you land 
many, many, many feet below, smacking into the rock. Roll a d12. Roll a feet die. A three. All right. Take three points of endurance loss. As when you land, it hurts. Like nothing permanent. You don't get any permanent injuries, but you can feel like a great pain in your back as you land. You're like, that's going to leave a mark. And you (laughs) can kind of, the wind is sort of knocked out of your breath for a moment. And it's also a touch embarrassing. Uh, I'll stay out here, Renil. You can handle this. (laughs) Okay. Renil, you make it up to the top. Okay. And you can see that as you get up here, there's a very large like reflective rock it's a huge like it's quartz you can tell looking at it it's very much quartz but it also looks natural it doesn't look like this has been built here it just seems like the natural top of this peak which has heretofore been like this kind of gray brown rock just eventually forms into a very glassy quartz like um quartz like structure almost like a light itself it's like a naturally formed like flickering flame almost um, and depending as you're like kind of moving around it here and there, kind of holding on as you do so, the light comes through it and you can see it like illuminates here and there. Uh, but not only that, like the Floyd was 100% correct. You are you are very capable of, of sort of towering over top of this whole area. Not only that, but with how difficult it was to climb, how narrow it was, you're fairly confident there's there's like no earthly way that creature could make its way up here. And I would say you also would have like, uh, like any archer would have a fairly good vantage point for trying to like attack the monster. Should it, you know, so it's, it's, it's fairly high up, but you also would be able to get like the, that range advantage. Um, go ahead and roll uh, awareness. If, if you want to just sort of peruse and see if you can get anything else, uh, just generally. Great success. Okay. So we'll start um, to the south. Uh, as you look to the south, southwest, you can see that kind of rocky cross. It's almost like a, even from up here as the mist wafts over top of some of the rock, it has a kind of a cross shape to it. And there are this, like, if you thought that this, this spire in the middle was harsh, it's even worse down there. And you can mm-hmm. see that there are numerous, like, very jagged, almost to the point where they look piercing uh, coming up out of the water, you're sure that getting close to that island could be very, very dangerous. Uh, you actually do see what looks like a boat that has been left, kind of in like caught between a handful of these these large uh, these large jagged rocks on the on the on the surface. Um, you can tell it's not in good shape from here, as it's like half underwater. Uh, and with a great success, um, you're you see what looks like some kind of collection of like birds and creatures are sort of swarming around and you think they're like likely in a situation Mm -hmm. like that likely there there's something there you're not sure if it's like a body um of a person or a body of like something washed up from the ocean uh, but there's certainly something there uh to the north as you look off then that direction um Sorry, just double checking. Uh, so yeah, up to the north, you notice um, it's it's smaller than the the cove to the west. Uh, it doesn't look extraordinarily welcoming, but it does have decently 
high like levels to itself. Like you can see it's, it's more sort of smaller in terms of its total area, but it kind of seems to be risen up a little bit higher to the point where it almost kind of towers over the height of the bleak cove, which you knew had some extra levels to it. And also this, this other Island to the East. Um, it's, it's very much like this round barren Hill. Uh, you can see the shores themselves around it seem very rocky there so it doesn't have that nice beach that the bleak cove had that you can kind of easily pull up on but it also doesn't have those really harsh jagged rocks the way uh the 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 wrecking cross of the south does um there does appear to be some kind of cove along the southern border that from your experience without having been able to see the northern cove uh the northern side of the um, Northern side of the island, you think that's probably the best place for landing boats, but you don't see um, any actual boats there sort of tied up in any way. And then to the east, um, you can see a small sandy beach on the western side, so it's the easiest thing to see from here that you're pretty confident can be very safely approached um, and be fairly easy to land there. Uh, You can tell that there are, there's quite a bit of trees uh, another vegetation on the island um, looks like short yew trees from your uh, experience. Um, and you had a great success. Yes, I did. Okay, you notice kind of a large ruin there. Uh, you can see peeking up between some of these shorter yew trees. Like it doesn't look to be like a current living structure, but it looks um, like there's these these columns that are peeking up from behind some of these yew trees and some of this other vegetation. And the entirety of that area looks a little bit bigger than some of the smaller pavilions and, and, and sort of lots and small air, you know, small farmland that you found on the, on the bleak cove as if there's more ruins on that one as well. So that's what you see from up here. Okay. Uh, so Arrhenia will, you know, kind of take in all of that. Um, do I need to roll an athletics to climb back down safely? No, no, that's okay. fine. Uh, so, um, getting back down to the bottom, um, Arrhenia will kind of share with everyone there is something of interest or a potential safe place on each of the islands. And she'll, you know, kind of relay everything that was shared. Um, the thing that most piques my interest is the, the boat and the carrion birds over the island to the south. The place looks like a death trap. I don't think any of us would make there in one piece. That might be more of a swimming to island than a boating to island. If you see those runes to the east, wild head there. There are ruins to the east and also a cove for potential safety to the north. Um, I, at some point, would like to see each of the islands. So it's still mi- like midday, about. Yeah, yeah. If you're as long, I mean, it depends on how much you linger on each island. Uh, this was not a, a horribly large island. It was more like kind of vertical climbs, as it was mm-hmm. like like the like there again. Not everything's perfectly to scale on on this in this like ours rendition. The Bleak Cove is definitely covering a lot of area. Uh, but it doesn't necessarily have the height. The one to the north, which is called the Last Stand, that definitely has higher elevation. 
but it also looks like hilly and not a whole lot of vegetation. The one with the most vegetation is definitely like trees and things is definitely to the east. The one to the south, like it does look a little bit like like you're going through a blender with your boat. You have to be very careful. And then that's the one where I will actually require some rolls to kind of approach. The There's a cove to the north that doesn't necessarily require uh, a roll to get to. And then there's the beach on the to the east that's actually fairly easy to get to as well. And no matter where you go, obviously I'm going to be rolling an encounter die to see if anything happens. Yeah. Let's take it easy. Achilles quite beaten up. It's just drowned. I just, I just fixed the ship as well. I don't want to ruin this. Okay, so your vote is the, the is, beach yeah. access? Yeah. So what, the false haven? Yeah. Yeah. Don't let those names confuse. I'm using them differently than they are in the books. Don't let the names confuse. That's why I didn't put them there. I didn't want you guys to, like, read too much into what the names meant. No, I was just that island. Okay. Yes. that was- Yeah, that's fine. We can, I have no problem using the names. Just, I didn't want you to read in too much to it. Got it. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so we're going to the false statement? Yeah, Gilly would vote for that one, too. Are you in agreement, Elf? I am hesitant to go back on the water several more times. I I wonder... Perhaps this should be the last island we visit. If we are successful, maybe it will be. Which Airbound one are we go going to then? Whatever. The east yeah, one. Yeah, I don't, I don't yeah. think we've had... Okay, so we're going to the east? Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, you you head across. Uh, again, not too difficult. Uh, water's very placid. Currents are very, very mild. Uh, and as you approach the beach itself, you can tell that there's. it's very easy to just sort of pull the boat up uh, on top of it. Um, when you get onto the shore, and you start looking around a little bit more... Um, you can definitely tell that there are signs here uh, that you now that you're a little bit closer and you can see things a little bit more specifically. It looks like there's abandoned stores of like firewood. There's spoiled food. There's certainly signs that there was a camp here or just off the beach as well. You may you may get your wish. If a sign of a camp may be a sign of sign of life close by, perhaps. Hey, look, I don't know if investigating it any closer is going to give us any additional information. Uh, I could, I mean, basically, I can just tell you that it, it was most certainly abandoned. Uh, the The food here has been spoiled. Uh, the firewood looks to still be decently covered, um, but it's definitely has signs that there were people who are staying here and then it was just abandoned um, for some time. Probably weeks. Signs of the creature? Uh, Sure. Roll an awareness test. Ooh, that's bad. Failure. Okay. Uh, nothing obvious. Okay. I mean, there's, there's definitely... It's definitely been disturbed area here, whether or not creature doesn't, at the very least, you know, the creature has not been here recently, like within the last day or two. Otherwise there's, there's some significant troughs in the dirt and then the, the rock near the bleak cove where you were running from it. So, oops, that's wrong. 
Can Arineal point everyone in the direction of the ruins that she saw when she was up in the Grey sure. Fire? Yeah, that's not too difficult. So Arineal will start to head off and see who follows. Erebon will follow. Okay. Yeah, pull the boat on shore. You pull it up and you start heading. Uh, and since you've you've seen it from the spire, you don't actually have to roll an explorer check. You know where you're going. Um, and as you get up into the middle, you can tell that the ruins have, similar to the ones that you saw in the Bleak Cove, have been pretty much entirely reclaimed by nature. But there are what looks like these remainder of like the corners of buildings here and there columns uh, that still uh, exist it looks like there's columns that have collapsed over onto their side and some of the stone that was used to create them has kind of scattered around some of it's been overgrown by by moss uh, and by other vegetation um and you start like mapping it out and this was likely a very large villa at some point. Um, everyone roll... Everyone who wants to. You don't have to. Roll an explore test. Success. Failure. Okay. I have right. <gasps> Thank you for letting me know this. You asked me to always tell you. That's three so far tonight, by the way. There's been three ISRs rolled tonight. It's rough. Specifically on non-combat rolls, I need to track. There's uh, there's like I am Mordor rules, and it's basically for tracking really bad stuff. Um, Okay. So as you're searching around, um, it makes perfect sense that it's Floy, actually. You find, as you're going through some uh, of the inner portions of of this villa, you find this like inside one of these like kind of corner wall areas you can almost you kind of your ground you're like you as you put your foot to the ground you almost hear like a sound that doesn't sound like it should if it's grass or if it's vines and you start moving it around and you realize there is this beautiful mosaic tile uh it's certainly very much worse for wear uh, you can see in between like the, the grout lines, there's stuff popping up, but you start kind of like sweeping it away and sweeping it away. And eventually you discover some kind of cellar entry point. Oh, there's something here. Mm-hmm. I'll go ahead You're, first. You go on in and yeah, it's, you, you start it's like just oh god no one's opened these doors in who knows how long and it's just dust and like mildew and other things just begin to like waft up and you start to cough a bit your eyes but this is i mean this you're in your element here really like you know maybe you borrow gilly's lantern hold it up for a moment and you look around and you take this these crumbling steps that probably go down into a, a fairly large um underground storage and as you start shifting through um it looks like this is this was definitely where someone was storing their non-displayed, you know, items. You find what looks like old books, crumbled, very delicate scrolls. Uh, definitely something that Oswald Breaker would be particularly interested in if you could somehow transport this away. 
Um, even more interestingly, Floyd, you found silver silver candlesticks. You find like platters, trinkets that um, of like old jewels and jewelry that would probably widen the eyes of like any crafter or or noble or whatever. Mechanically speaking, you have found treasure twenty. Oh my gosh! Yes, I'm gonna load up as much as my hands can grab. Just and remember the way we're gonna handle it with your character sheets. All of you have an item in your inventory. It's just called treasure. You need to edit that item and change it to the number that you're carrying because it does go towards your load. <laughs> How are we gonna fit this all on the boat? <laughs> Oh, it'll go on. Perhaps we should leave it. He comes out. He's got rings on. (laughs) (laughs) He's got he's got his beard tied around the silver candlesticks. Uh, Arenial picks up some of the books gingerly and kind of walks them over to Gilly. Sure. These might be of interest to you. You start opening them very carefully and they begin to like crumble and you realize, okay, close these up. There's basically there's tools and there's there's like little, you know, uh, like solvents and things that you want to use to make sure you're handling this appropriate, like opening it up here, you know, Mm -hmm. could very seriously damage them. So you quickly close, but you do peek in and you see like these drawings, these just beautiful colored drawings. You see like... The, the script is so finely uh, finely crafted. Uh, it looks like some of some of the manuscripts you've seen is like this language of old, this, this the men of the West, this like Numenorean type language. Um, Sindarin, like you see the el- things of Elvish design uh, mm-hmm. within here. Like you, it's just a plethora. Like whoever's home this was, they were a very wealthy and very significant noble. Got it. Okay. I'm going to take 10. Okay, this isn't Pathfinder. You can't take 10. You can't take 20. (laughs) (laughs) And load. Okay. Erebon will walk through. Uh, He won't be taking anything yet. He wants to know why this treasure is haunted. It's too easy, guys. There's too much here. I mean, we didn't find the treasure on the other island. But... This could be haunted. <laughs> Is there anything strange or ominous that's sticking out? Uh, like amongst the treasure? Yeah, amongst all anywhere these in the whole room. Artifacts and runes. Uh, roll an awareness test, I would say. Sure. Success, 17. Okay. You notice that there are a couple old weapons in here, but you don't think that they are... um, You think they're more sort of for display. Uh, And they're, you know, Floyd kind of left them behind here and there, and they have very ornate, like, hilts and handguards and things. You do notice uh, that there is what looks like some kind of old half rotten like wooden sort of bust of a person and you can see displayed on it like it's coated in dust and mildew 
And as you like walk past, you can just see the mildew just sort of seems to come off. Like it's pulled towards you like static electricity. And you see that there is this ruby pendant on a chain that's just sort of hanging there. And as you're walking past Erebon, you see a very slight, almost like a flicker, like a sudden, like the the light coming in from the open doors above just catches in the gem just long enough to sort of illuminate it. And then it fades back. This isn't right. There's something wrong here. Roll a lore test, Erebon. Or a crafting test, if one of those is better. Definitely not crafting. Gandalf. You take a look, and... You see, like, the fixture, the cut of the gems. You think this is of a Region make? Of what make? A Region. E R E G I O N. Everyone quickly Google. Oregano. Uh, so basically, um, it's uh, Noldor, uh, Noldor, Noldor and Elves. Uh, it's kind of uh, the um, the area. Basically, it's Second Age stuff. Second Age, okay. Located near uh, the west um, gate of Moria. Yeah, I was about to say that. I was like, it's west of Khazad Doom. It was a rare Elven kingdom for the relations with the dwarves were cordial. And both sides traded freely. But that's what you see. So this is where you guys Erebon. tell me what you do. <laughs> I'll come do up to it as well. It? I'll offer it to him. If not, I'll just take it. Okay. You're offering the gem that I found to me? Yes, of course. He sees you just looking at it. <laughs> so Erebon is like staring at this gem wondering how it's cursed and Floyd comes up and says hey you can have this if you want it otherwise I'll take <laughs> uh, this is of elvish make I do not believe a dwarf should have it but I'm not sure I should lay claim to it either I usually follow the finder's keeper's rule, but if you don't want it. I'm thinking. I just need to know who picks it up and takes it. Just just to keep track of things. Erebon is like staring daggers at it and is not letting anyone touch it right now. Okay. It's just like, look, that's, that's, I'm thinking <laughs> yeah, I'm still. playing zone defense. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll let him think about it while I'm scoping out the rest of the area. Okay, so I believe there is still... Um, so not counting this. Um, so if you take this, this will be like another essentially five treasure. Uh, then there's five more treasure that can be distributed. To be fair, to let you all know, I cannot carry any. <laughs> so... yeah. Okay. Arunia um, will kind of poke around and see what uh, what she sees. Uh, I mean, uh, there's there's nothing other than I've described so thus far. Oh, so it's okay. really yeah. just a... Yeah. yeah, this is... I. 
I'm going to take the, I'm sorry. The 20 treasure and that glowing weird <laughs> ruby pendant from Second Age Elven Elven Craftsman, that wasn't enough for you? Okay, there's a really cool charcuterie board. You can take that as well. <laughs> All right, I took two. Oh, could I? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Arineal took uh, two the treasure. Okay. A couple things here and there left. But don't forget, you have to put all this on the boat as well. Yeah, we're going to be kind of sluggish with that creature out there. Erebon will reach down to his tunic and cut off a square uh, six to 12 inches. Uh, uh, and use that cloth to uh, grab the the gem, and uh, he gotcha. will take it in his inventory, doing his best to protect it and uh, keep it covered. Okay, sounds good. Uh, all right, so it sounds like Floyd took ten treasure. Of Reniel took three. Arabon, I'm going to write down. Took the I ruby took pendant. Took two. Okay. Okay. You 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 feel like you've gotten most of the good stuff out of here. There's other things in here that probably wouldn't survive the journey, um, and then there's others that you're not sure would necessarily have like particularly sellable value. Uh, so kind of leave some of that behind. And others is just in, in such a state that it's just not worth trying to transport. You get back out. You look around some more up here around this villa, and you don't see like any signs of current people in, inhabiting this area. You don't see like any signs of you know, campfires. You don't see any signs of tents that have been set up, abodes that have been built, nothing like that. Um, it does look like there were some signs that people were kind of setting up, like some woodcutting areas, but Nothing seems to have been used recently. Much like the beach, everything seems to have been hastily abandoned. Given what I saw earlier, we can try to go for another easier landing and go toward the cove to the north. That would mean overlooking the quite obvious remains of a boat and likely bodies in the island to the west. So was that the runes we made it, or was that just like a little villa nearby? Uh, that, you found, a, it's like basically whereas the, the ruins on the western island were more like smaller numerous homes, the one on the eastern island is basically like one giant villa. I see. So I'll move actually the token. You guys are over there. Curious why they perhaps, this place so fast. Perhaps we should leave the treasure here instead of risking carrying it from island to island. I laugh at that remark. <laughs> Given your uh, disinterest in making more water trips than needed, I, I don't imagine we would plan to come back to this island. That would be an extra trip. I don't like the idea of being overburdened on the water. You can always dump it overboard if you find the need to. I'll give some side eye to Floyd and a, a slight smirk. 
Um, so are we going to another island or? Because what time of day is it? Uh, it's getting to be late afternoon at this point. So it's you've probably got another hour before sunset begins. I think we have time to head to the north island. You would you would have time to go to one more island in in light. Yeah. Yeah, that one's a bit safer than headed yeah, to the south Yeah, Given the, the time constraints, that's probably the wiser. Um we should make I mean, if we make camp here like that's a shorter trip to the to cross one with all the rocks and stuff where there's the the you said the broken ship and stuff, right? So that we could go there and come back and stay here for the night. That would be a Reniel's vote because there's clearly things there to see. Because we're only island hopping because we're looking to see if we can find the hillfolk or Rudon's sister. Yeah, mm. right. So you want to just do a drive-by just to see what that crashes and who that person is? Then head back? There are um, carrion birds flying overhead that would suggest that there is something or someone injured or dead. Exactly. I'm okay with that. So where are we headed? I think we just want to head south to scout out. Okay. Going to head to the wreck and cross. And head back. Yeah, but the idea possible. being that we're going to leave in enough time to be back okay. on this island before well, sunset. If we're going to come back to this island, let's just leave the treasure. Because <laughs> we're coming back. You can do with your treasure as you see fit. Okay. Y'all I need... Agree. <laughs> it's in his name. He's a treasure hunter. It's like it's right there. Yeah, he's very upfront about it. I don't he's just believe very... it. Right <laughs> yeah. What if I hide it again so you can hunt once more for the treasure? <laughs> I'll stay back with the treasure. I'll bury it somewhere. You can come back yeah. and find it all over again. Floyd's more about the hunt than the treasure part of it. I somehow think that's not right. I somehow think that's inaccurate. <laughs> Okay, I need one person to roll an athletics test, and I need uh, so whoever's doing who wants to lead the row, and I want another person to roll an awareness test, and that's whoever is trying to more carefully navigate to avoid some of these sharp rocks that could potentially wreak havoc on the boat itself uh, as you approach the wrecking cross. Arineo can do the rowing. Okay, uh, go ahead and row that. You said awareness. Awareness for someone to sort of essentially you're navigating your your doing your best to to avoid some of the more dangerous spiky rocks here and there. I'll do awareness, but I'll also take the magical success. Okay. We do By have spending some d6s also. Gotcha. I've got three left. You guys are getting very lucky on these encounter rolls. Oh, no. That was the important Well, that was my magical success. He still had I, a magical I spent success. the hope. I was just checking yeah. to see if there were multiple successes. Okay. That's right. It's Oof. a great thing that you did that. Otherwise, that boat would have gotten torn up and you would have been trapped here, actually, yeah. for a while. And the treasure would be in the water. The treasure. <laughs> You're Floyd. welcome. I treasure in the treasure, water. Floyd. Floyd in the water. <laughs> Doom in the water. Okay. So, all right. So you went to the Wrecking Cross instead. Okay. So you, you pull up 
and like it's it's very very you have to be very careful there more than once Erebon you have to shout at it like the last minute to sort of ease up on the rowing kind of change the direction a bit push off from some of these rocks but eventually you are able to hop out of the hop out of the boat at a certain point and, and it's, it's safer just to walk it up um and when you get onto the shore you can see that there's just, you know there's lichen there's mayflies there's all sorts of uh you know insects kind of flying around here and there you can see there's a whole mess load of crustaceans that are shifting and moving about there's what looks like carrion birds that are still sweeping down they start to scatter as you uh, as you get close um okay who is getting out of the boat and getting onto the island and who is going to stay in the boat in the water I can jump out. Okay. I'll jump out too. Floy, Arabon, anybody else? Reniel would look at Gilly and just say, would you like to stay here with the boat or would you like to go? Uh, I mean, do we all get out of the boat? I could stay with the child if that is what you wish. <laughs> Sorry. And Gilly just like rolls her eyes at him because he's been calling me a child this whole time because he's taller than me. Yes. Uh, I am yeah, very I, much taller than you. I'll probably stay here, yeah. And Ernie will go. We will keep it at a distance so that you could swim if needed. Thank I need the three. Ernie, uh, I'll carry yours over so you made the previous athletic check. I need both Floyd and Arabon as you hop out of the boat and start swimming. It's starting to get a little darker. There's all these rocks and things like that that are piercing out. Both of you to go ahead and roll that, but I need you to take a uh, a penalty equal to the protection rating of your armor as you try to um, sort of wade and swim your way up. You said the gem I took was worth five treasure? Yes. Uh, so that's five load still? You don't have to treat it as five load, no. Okay, that's what just I was one wondering. one load for that is fine, but it's the equivalent value wise of five treasure. Do we have any bonus though? Uh, What's the matter, buddy? Right yes, we do. We've got three. Quite heavy when it comes to swimming. Okay. <laughs> can always can always try to take that armor off. I would have left uh, my sword and my helm in the boat. Sure. Uh, to make swimming a little bit easier. Yeah, go ahead and roll. <laughs> I, just go ahead and roll. Floyd taps into proud. You said athletics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and two penalty for the two. <laughs> he ain't taking How many bonus off. dice do we have? <laughs> we have three bonus dice. Uh, I'm going to use two of them okay. to make and it balanced. Floyd, how many were you using? Well, <laughs> what? Okay, go ahead and roll. Oh, I thought I you roll were again. Floyd, are you leaving the treasure in the boat? I like Floyd, use your hulk. <laughs> brings the treasure with <laughs> Oh, Erevan can't swim. Erevan, no. Oh my gosh. I was so close to the game. I felt. You actually... You rolled uh, one? Okay. <gasps> my myth is four low. Both of you roll a uh, d12. We just jump out of the boat and sink. And you impale you yourself. You guys just Floyd, take oh, nine God. points of endurance damage. <gasps> oh my God. Oh no. Oh my God. Erevan. Hang on, because that's an Eye of Sauron. Hang on. Oh no. Oh no! Why'd we leave? I, I was gonna hang back on the other island. I was gonna hang back as the sun starts going down. It gets a little darker. The boat's a little bit further out. Like you don't, you're worried about getting any closer. 
You watch as Floy and Erebon like hop out and they start swimming, wading, swimming, moving over the rocks. And at a certain point, Floy, you feel a sharp stabbing pain just ratchet up your leg and you look down and this this probably like two foot long spiked rock is just cut through your boot all the way up the side of your leg towards your your knee as you take that amount of endurance damage. Arabon is uh, swimming in his very gracious elf way. Gilly and Arunil, you watch as suddenly he disappears below the water. Arabon, reduce yourself to zero endurance. Why did I take the magical success? I don't know. <laughs> oh my god. And he disappears below the water. It's uh, been fun, y'all. going to immediately dive after. Okay. You dive after. You already rolled your legs before when you were rowing, so I'll carry that over. You go around and you see his body just getting thrashed around beneath the waters. And you can see his just blood is starting to, to kind of cloud the area. You can see that he's got scrapes as he smashes into this one rocky, like, spike jagged area. And you can tell that as it pulls away, a huge chunk of blood comes out. You grab him. You start. Do you drag him back to the boat or do you drag him up to the shore? The boat. Okay. You drag him back to the boat. And so, Flo, you're the last one. As you waddle up onto the onto the, 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 the boat itself. Or excuse me, onto the shore. So there's really only one thing of interest up here, Floyd, and it seems to be this congregation of carrion birds and crustacean. Is that what you inspect? Yeah, I'm going to swat away the birds. Okay. Whatever this is. You wander over, swat away the birds, and you see, in fact, a body on the ground that has been pecked apart. Uh, Very horrific condition. Uh, you can tell it's been being fed on f- and beaten down by elements for quite some time. Uh, and it's, yeah, it's humanoid. Uh, there's two different things that you can roll here. You can roll healing but to potentially determine like cause of death or how long it died. You can potentially roll scan to see if there's anything noticeable. Those are the two, two rolls. Yeah, I'll just scan here. See if I notice something. Okay. Yeah, Eric, I really need to do that. I keep putting it off uh, I have like, I, I really want to get back to putting these up, you know, putting all of our, our stuff up in audio form, but just so much, so much to do. One day I will, maybe over the summer if I can get it done. Um, day. Great success. Great success. Okay, so you said scan specifically. Yes. As you're looking at the body, I mean. Oh God! You could. It has so many wounds. There's no possible way that you can sort of decipher the actual cause of death. It's bloated, but also sunbeat, so you can tell it's been here for a little bit of time, but exposed in some way. You're not sure how much, but what catches your attention is that you see, despite the sort of picked apart flesh and despite the sort of bloated nature of the body, you see some of the markings that are characteristic of Lottie's Hillfolk. Kind of moving down the face, down on the arm here and there. Um, the last time you've encountered folk with those types of markings, they were the Hillfolk clans from Rudauer. 
think I'll take that info. If it doesn't get on the island, I'll make my way back to the boat. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is there a crash boat as well, Jeff? There was, yeah. When you and he, you can peek at that too. This thing is even even worse uh, condition than both your boat was and the boat that you found uh, on the Bleak Cove. Um, it would need like there's huge chunks missing, and the only reason it seems to have not gotten washed away is it seems to have gotten stuck on top of this piercing rock that comes out of the water, and it's just and it just pierced to the bottom of it, ripped the bottom of the boat out. The keel is just completely fractured; half of it's missing. Um, you would need a lot of wood to potentially make this make this functional again, uh, but there's no way like this is this is not something that you could use right now. Yeah, I'll just leave it there. Okay. There's nothing right. like left in the boat. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, no, there's nothing left in the boat. Okay. Uh, anything else? Do you want anything else you want to do on here? Uh, on the uh, there isn't. I'm like I, I'll tell you this, like just to make it easier on you. There doesn't really seem to be like anything else for you to do, unless you wanted to try to drag the body with you or something to get somebody else to give you a a better view. I'll tell you this. I will roll over. The damage that you took and say that you're smarter on your way back to swim but if you try to drag the body with you back then i'm going to require a new athletics roll to bring the body back to the boat uh, i don't see why i need the body so i'll leave it okay yeah all right so you head back okay and you kind of wade through as you do you can see that <laughs> they're all kind of um they're all kind of worried on about Erebon here, who has um, suffered significant endurance loss, uh, we'll, we shall say, and the fact that he's been reduced to zero. Um, I just want to double check one thing. Okay, so... I was at full endurance, too. That was a 26-point hit. Oh no! It's the ISR on its automatic reduced yeah, to zero. Yeah, you yeah. suffered like a like a disastrous, uh, disastrous wound of some kind. Um, okay, and you are yeah, yeah. You got to do a, a wound roll, I suppose it is, uh, an injury roll. It doesn't kill you. It just go ahead and roll the uh, the thing. Okay, uh, we'll say yeah, we'll say something like. The, the one that really kind of took you out was that you got in, in your back something just sort of pierced through uh, like the, the small parts of your armor and it managed to sink into your ribs and uh, it's causing you the worst amount of pain and probably is the thing that took you down under and then your head smashed against a rock and kind of knocked you out. Do you head back to the false haven to the east? <laughs> Stanley. Yes, that was the plan. Are you guys asking me where to go? <laughs> well, yeah, we, Arabon, where should we go? Do we need to do a healing or something with Arabon? You can roll a healing to reduce the the recovery time. It's only one injury, so if it was if he had already taken a wound, then yeah, we would have to we'd be talking about death and dying okay. right now. But okay. here in this case, it's just the one. Um, I didn't know but, about the whole zero endurance thing. If that was a, I, uh, if memory serves, I believe it's just. It just becomes a wound um, when you get reduced to zero, yeah. and you go unconscious. Um, so, Gilly, did you want to try to roll a heal test to, to reduce from two days to one? Like, yeah, Arenial, are you worried as well? 
Uh, I am no longer weary after the short rest, so if you want me to roll it. Yeah, you might want to roll it because I'm still weary. Even though uh, I'd, I'd have four pips in it. Okay. Yeah, the weary has been uh, hurting us <laughs> in our rolls. Um, you have three billion audience dice helping, dragging one. you all across the finish line. <laughs> we Currently, though, we have one. We saw what happens when Jeff actually, I just refer to myself in third person, I don't care. When he, <laughs> gets, the, when he gets the points, as it happened last night, I get to kill Steven. Not once. Twice. But twice. And you're going for it again today. You're just bloodthirsty is what you are. You rolled the die, not me. I think it's official that Erebon hates the water. And <laughs> another Eye of Sauron. But it is. But an extraordinary yeah. success. No, no, she still passed. Yeah. But, but it is an Eye else. of Sauron. Okay. So, yeah, you can reduce it. Basically, you'll be fine tomorrow. Like, you're, you'll, you won't have the wound tomorrow. Okay, so you head back to the, to the False Haven. You set up your same camp. Uh, like you did before, you bring the boat up, and you can go ahead and do your. You can go ahead and do your, um, you know, another one of those short rests. It's again, it's not a safe place. You don't have nice beds. You don't even have good camps. It's just retreating this like like a short rest. All right, short rest it is. You guys are so lucky too. I've been rolling. I have not rolled uh, an attack encounter yet all the times I've done like the random encounter roll that I have for that thing and has not popped up once Erebon gets the short rest too yeah uh, I mean we could say that it's a short rest so it doesn't have to be all day so you can if you if you take a late start in the morning you give Erebon a chance to heal up like the wound would go away my question would be would I regain consciousness before the short rest I would say we could probably do something like that because if i am conscious then i would be able to do my elvish meditation yeah okay i'm fine yeah i've already killed you twice this weekend i don't really need a third remember to click short rest not prolonged rest <laughs> that's for his my elvish, elvish meditation oh, allows right, me right, to do right. prolonged yes, yes. so right. uh, to all the twitch is throwing out 500 bits here uh ashley so gilly <laughs> hey. what did you draw on Arabon's face while he was unconscious <laughs> Um, so Gilly and and Tolkien has to approve. So let's not be crude here and crap. No. So, you know, those list of like runic names that we found from like the Elven thing. Mm -hmm. Um, she has drawn a few of them maybe along like his face. Very nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Very beautiful. Erebon wouldn't even be much very upset about that. Oh, that works out so well. Morning comes. Uh, again, the creature did not attack at night. Uh, and do we head to that final island to the north? Is that our plan? Our final destination. Yeah. Okay. Might as, might as well make sure they're not there. All right. It Don't is called we the think last we stand. should head back to shore? You are, you're on shore. <laughs> the oh big God, shore. You guys are so lucky. So I'm rolling, I'm rolling feet die to see if this thing pops up. And so every time you shift from one island to the next, et cetera, et cetera, I have rolled, not lying, three Gandalfs whenever you guys have shifted. That's how lucky wow. you guys have been. So it's just been smooth sailing, smooth sailing, smooth sailing, et cetera. Okay. I'm rolling enough Saurons for you. <laughs> All right. So eventually you make it to the northernmost isle. Uh, you find that there's coves along the 
sort of the, along the base of it, you can you can kind of explore, but you can find a place where you can pull up the boat, set set it down as best you can. Um, now, it's it's not again, it's not as welcoming as some of the others. Uh, it's very much like there's a rocky shore, but it's not nearly as bad as the Wrecking Cross to the south. Um, you do you did notice that there was a cove, like there was like that you were able to kind of land the boat. Uh, when you get up there, you notice that there aren't any current, there are currently no boats here, but you do see some broken boards to suggest that at some point, maybe one was here. Uh, but you, you all hop out of the boat without any issue this time, as this is not treacherous terrain, uh, the way the other island was. Um, and what do you want to do? Let's explore the island a bit. Okay. Uh, I will take explore tests if you like. Are we all exploring? Maybe one of us should watch the boat. You can stay behind if you'd like. Well, if you insist. <laughs> oh my gosh, another oh, ISR. ISR. Oh my god. All right, I have to actually look at these rules because something might have triggered by now. <laughs> it's popped up so often. Let me double check. So rolling eyes. One point. Nah. Complete displays of magic. <laughs> you can talk about yourselves while I'm looking this up really quick. Or you could stay <laughs> completely quiet like, and forget sorry. that we're actually on stream <laughs> right now. That's the other that that's definitely the other option. Is Floyd just like Cleaning off all of the new treasure that he got. Yeah, rubbing the chalice of the gems. Erebon is just scanning the water. The boat on land. Well, there is a there is a cove on this particular island. So I don't know if we want to go in there necessarily. Okay, you guys are good still. All right, getting a little close though. Wow, wow, we've had a lot. Yeah, uh, you need a lot more than that. Nervous. So mechanically, it's basically like you guys have a starting. This is basically, I mean, I'll reveal it to you. I don't care. There's like eye of awareness. It's basically how aware like the shadow is of your presence. Like, All of us. Sauron, et cetera. Yeah. Okay. And like you, we don't, you don't introduce it at the start of the game necessarily, but I, I didn't introduce it until like this most, this is the first time we've actually had it active in an adventuring phase. And so based upon your, um, your culture oh, because we killed uh Rotag, right that's how i was like that's why i justified it in my head like i could cool. have i could have introduced it at whatever point but at that point i was like okay this makes sense to use it now so and then your starting scores the starting score of like that this 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 number is based upon your mm-hmm. cultures and then like whenever you roll if sauron's on rolls that aren't combat uh, it ticks and ticks and ticks and ticks, and then depending on where you're adventuring or exploring, like there's a specific threshold you have to hit where something could trigger, and you guys haven't hit that yet. But you're getting close. Gotcha. All right, I saw an extraordinary success, I believe. Uh, that was a Rineal. A Rineal, you take lead. You wander through. Um, the island itself, again, fairly barren hill, rocky. There's not a whole lot on the surface that is of interest to you, but at a certain point, you actually find some caves, some tunnels, and they lead kind of into the interior of the island. Like, actually, they lead underground. Um, and you do see what looks like signs periodically 
of both travel by people like yourselves, uh, you know, boot, you know, boot prints and such, uh, some recent, very recent, in fact. And then you also see what certainly looks like the similar signs of the creature having been here as well. Uh, but you see these tunnels going down into the into the sort of the belly of this island. Let's continue searching. If there is someone looking for a safe space, this seems like where they would go. As you journey inward, it gets very dark. You, it, it's also very damp in here as well. Foul smell, foul odor. Uh, you have your light sources out. You can hear your your you know yourselves kind of clinking with the treasure <laughs> as you waddle through these tunnels. And at a certain point, one of you. We'll say, what do I want to pick on? Let's make it. Uh, <laughs> Gilly. Uh, probably makes sense. Oh. You're tired. You're weary. No. And maybe it's your shorter legs that don't quite lift over top of this small little line that's been drawn across this opening in one of these tunnels. And you trip and you fall. And you hear the sounds of like, of something clinking, like kind of this racket happening, and you look back and you see, like tucked away, hidden in the shadows, a corner of this this tunnel area. There's a handful of these looks like metal pans that have kind of flopping around, as if you've just alerted some track, some trap. And then those of you that are up ahead, you turn and you look back towards where Gilly is on the on the, on the ground. Some of her stuff has kind of scattered a bit. She's starting to kind of quickly uh, uh, kind of collect it back up. And that's when those of you up front, like a renial floor, you hear the sounds of a drawstring. And you hear, Identify yourselves. Quickly. We've traveled here with Mudan. We do not know that name. I said to identify yourself. Not who you travel with. Oh, we, we're just adventurers. Arineal. Floy. You hear some whispers kind of coming from... From, like, up ahead. Whom do you serve? I guess he means our patron. Not necessarily. Uh, we serve no one. Your weapons? Are they... Kind of considers it for a moment. Lay them down, please. Uh, Complaisance. You can't quite see who's making this this like sort of demand. Arineal's not. Uh, I, I I don't know that I'm interested in picking a fight with you, but I don't know that I'm interested in uh, just dropping my weapons either. How did you? How did you get past the creature? Just barely. To be frank. We've encountered it twice, and 
barely made it out both times. So when you introduce yourselves, like one of the things we need to get into is like when you guys usually when you introduce yourself as sort of like the Tolkien word world, it's not just like, hey, I'm Jim and Steve. You know, it's like usually there's a slight it's more like grandiosity to it. It's titles, mm-hmm. names, families. It sort of announces who you are. And so when you guys are just throwing out your first names, it's unlikely they would know it. It's like you kind of have to layer in some other stuff here to perhaps get a greater reaction from those who now are like hidden in the shadows up ahead, bowstrings drawn. So do you do it? So with that in mind, like, is there anything that you say? Yes. Uh, Go ahead. Gilly, once she finally gets her stuff in, she stands up. Um, hi, my name is Gilly Kettlegrass, and I'm of Bree. Uh, my okay. parents, and then she'll like kind of go on. <laughs> okay. Does anybody else interrupt her at this point? <laughs> uh, I'll just add that I'm like dwarves of Durin's folk. Is that? Yeah, I mean that's your culture. Like, like normally mm-hmm. dwarves have a tendency to like introduce themselves, like Floy, son of somebody and so you would usually have like your father's name would sort of often be part of it um doesn't have to be um uh you know wielder of, like of the flame of arnor <laughs> flame uh, i assumed erebon's still at the boat like he said he was holding that's fine holding we'll say back. you and mudan hung back that's okay yeah and i would introduce myself as a, a renial of the north okay so if you finally actually introduce yourself as a ranger of the north, you'll yeah, hear I that's what you're going for. <laughs> you will I know. Like there are times I'm just like, guys, please. That makes more sense. Like, yeah. I'm reaching three quarters of the way down the aisle. Could you just grab my freaking hand sometimes? Okay. You hear You have You are a sight for sore eyes. For we are a neat sister. And you see stepping out from around like this this darkened kind of circular stone uh, blockage in the middle of this tunnel, you see a very uh, kind of meek looking young man, maybe 20s. You can see he's, he's pale. Um, he has a fairly sort of noble look to him. He's got you know, a very strong jaw, very tall. Um, but he looks young, he looks sickly, he looks tired. And he says, You are welcome here, and we are in much need of aid. Please, do you have a boat? Of course, that's how we got here. Come. We have suffered greatly these weeks. And you are the first bit of good fortune we have seen in some time. What is your number? Much smaller than we once were. Twelve of us remain. Of forty that set out before the winter began. I, I am Seregdur, son of Targon. My father... Who once led these people? You look around and you see, like, huddled in this dank cove where the water of the lake has 
kind of smooth, you know, moved in here and there, and some of them are like kind of washing and boiling some of the waters. There's some supplies and then set up fires that kind of lead you into their camp. And they look, and like everyone else kind of looks up, and like there's like this sense of hope and optimism, but like that is quickly faded as you start counting, and there's there's wounds there's people with bandages wrapped around their arms their legs there's not a lot of supplies that you can see the creature has the creature has come almost every day for the past several weeks since winter before that we have traveled from aisle to aisle we have tried so very hard to leave this place we ask for your aid if you would give it and he's like you can tell like watching him he's like trying so hard to like look you can tell like the the idea of like confidence is sort of almost like an affectation at this point he's very much it's, it, it feels somewhat hollow, but he's trying. And you see others in the room who are older than him, but he does seem to be the one that kind of takes is taking the lead. What do you all do? Uh, Sarek, we will, of course, do Sarek Dor. Get my name right. Sarek Dor. Draws a bow. <laughs> absolutely do everything that we can uh, to assist you if I may be so indelicate to ask, we traveled here um, as I referenced with Mudon who was looking for his sister who might have served as guide. We know no one named Mudon and there are only ranges of the north within this cave aside from your friends here. I'm sorry, but we have not seen this person. Have you run into the others? Or anybody? We saw folk here. Very strange times during winter. Voices, shouts, people on the ice. My aunt, Kellerwin, she left some time ago to try to draw the creature away. she and my father she said she saw a group of people on the ice lanterns or torches in hand it was hard to make out anything in particular besides that they journeyed amongst the islands they did more than that I can't say well we only have one boat We did find a wrecked boat and a, a body of one of those voices you likely heard on one of the other islands. This has been a a uh, deadly area for many. Indeed. There's we no should have listened there. to the locals, the Escadalians, despite their propensity to avoid outsiders they are more knowledgeable than us but my father thought 
what better place for us to settle than on the ruins of those who we call ancestors. So it's folly. And we have paid a dear price for it. We can certainly do our best to provide assistance and possibly there are two wrecked boats that perhaps could be repaired. My father and my aunt, they ventured to the Western Island. They tried to draw the creature away. We had first settled on the Eastern Island before the creature attacked us. We could barely scramble ourselves here. My father, my aunt, drew it away, allowed us to escape, but only so far. The boats that we had have been wrecked. The waters are plagued, plagued by this creature who has a taste for the blood of Dunedain. We thought we thought we would merely dwindle until we are but one or two left here to rot on our own. But your arrival gives us hope. Perhaps together we can uh, we can all leave. I wonder how long it takes to build a boat if we have hands here. That's possible. Yeah, is uh, there like wood on this island? Uh, yeah, if you ask about it, he says, there are scant trees on the hills. Not many. But we haven't all of our tools. We had to avoid, we had to discard some and take only that which we could carry. Some, when our boats were attacked while on the waters, many of our possessions now lie at whatever deep depths there are below these waters. If you have your own tools, we will gladly lend aid. But there is a reason we have been trapped here. Journeying out onto the surface for more than just a few moments, an hour, always seems to draw the attention of the creature as if it knows that we have crawled out from our hiding place. It is not some mindless bestial thing there's something more we've sensed that as well but we have a couple injured on our if we could rest a couple days build a couple boats we could seek refugee away from these islands you are of course welcome to shelter with us but I should warn you while we have set up watches and while we have done our best, when we venture out for more food, one in three, the creature will attack again. We lose someone every few days, in one manner or another, to the creature, to despair. But yes, you are welcome here, of course. 
We'll do our best to find a way off and perhaps with numbers we may have some success. So kind of brings you in. Do you guys go get Arabon? Yes, I was just thinking that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you go fetch Arabon, you go fetch Mudan. Do you kind of carry the boat with you, like into these tunnels? Yeah, I think it's a good idea. Yeah. Arabon complaining the whole time. No, no, we should we should go. We should go. Um, Do we need to stay on the island longer? (laughs) Forever. Forever and ever. And we'll say that you guys bring the boat inside. You settle down with the like the remnants of the Dunedain party here. And we'll end on that in our next session. We'll work on trying to figure out how you all escape. Uh, and by you all, I mean the five of you, counting Mudan, and the other dozen uh, ranger survivors that are now counted amongst your party. That's a lot uh, of people. But yeah. And it won't be for two weeks because we are taking next weekend off. As right. Melissa and I have other things that we have to do. Uh, but in two weeks, we'll be back with uh, with more One Ring for probably, I would think, close to, if not the conclusion of this adventuring phase. This adventure phase has been going on a while. Yeah, uh, one way been, or another. It's been a very, very complicated one. Uh, but, uh, but yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, sure. Uh, what else we got going on? Uh, Steven, do you have any... Does it, it's not a Burt week, right? Uh, no, no, I don't think so. No. Uh, okay, uh, so let's see. Our next game is going to be on Mondays. We're playing Deadlands. You can come check that out, 9 p.m. Central, as per usual. More Savage World stuff on Mondays. Um, and I think that's actually our last game. And then Melissa and I and the rest of us, I think, well, uh, Stephen, I think you'll probably be in a game at some point. But I think that'll be it for, for, for us for a few days. Uh, no game next Friday, no game next Saturday, but we'll be back again probably on the, like the sixth or something like that with Holler. Mm-hmm. That'll be our next one, but it'll be two weeks uh, before we have more one ring. Uh, but that is it for us. Uh, thank you for everyone who hung out. Thank you for all the bits, including the, especially especially the bits that uh, to were to draw various crude elven symbols on Erebon's face. Hobbit-sized sticks on Erebon's face. That was most certainly the best use of bits we've ever had. (laughs) Um, Anyway, that's it for us. Thank you for everybody who was watching. Thank you for those of you who are watching later on YouTube. Uh, We will have this stuff up on podcast form at some point. So thank you for those of you in the future who are listening to this. Uh, Players, thank you as well. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and start up a raid to our friends over at Dragons in the Dining Room. Uh, and then uh, we'll get out of your hair so everyone can have uh, a good uh, good weekend. So, good night, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye.